gone wild. Friends 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 gone wild. Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Fred's Gone Fay Wild. I have totally forgotten how I actually do this intro, so if this is a little off, um, consider it a party favor. You're welcome. Um, anyways, I am not your GM for this particular episode. That honor goes to my lovely friend Fred. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And the voice you just heard, uh, who was that? Oh, hey guys, it's me, Veronica, and I'm playing a tabaxi monk named Creeping Flocks of Summer, Flocks for short. And today we also have joining us, uh, Stacy. Hey guys, I'm Stacy, and I play Corey Spider Smasher of Clan Tarth. And Steph, who are you playing? Oh, I'm glad you asked. I'm playing Blossom Brightmoon, the Halfling Fighter, Wannabe Swashbuckler, and Catering Manager. We also have Hero. Oh, hello. I'm Hero, and I am playing Bosley, a uh, cleric who really is, is only semi-competent in most things he does. And last but not least, please welcome Mr. Mike Lane. Hi, it's me, Mike. I know. I'm so excited to be here. And you know who I'll be playing this evening? Irving. The bear. No further explanation needed. <laughs> just, a, just, no. just, just nothing Hello, else Irving. to it. No motivations, fears. <laughs> just Irving. So last time our adventurers uh, were left after a very interesting meeting with Bobby Fele uh, at his restaurant aptly called Tabaxi. Veronica's character, Flox, uh, had a very interesting conversation with Bobby, and they had decided to meet up at the Caterpillar's Mushroom later that night to speak more on the happenings of Diane's demise and how to possibly get to Guy Fairy, the arch nemesis of their campaign. Let's take it to our players. Wow, guys, we're so lucky to have run into like that guy, Flimlock. I mean, Hemlock. Um, I don't know how we would have paid that bill if he had not come through for us. So it's a really good thing that we made a quick friend of him. That's all you, Bosley. You are excellent at making connections. I did. did thank you. <laughs> um, You're welcome. Yeah. Don't get used to these kind of comments. <laughs> unless you keep doing good like this. Uh, Try, I try. I try. Um, I just need a moment. This is, oh. this is new for me. I'm just going to... I'll be right no. back. Okay. So it looks like we only have like 10 or 15 <sighs> minutes before uh, we have to meet Bobby Faley mm -hmm. at the Caterpillar's Mushroom. So don't have time for one of your big cries right now. Yeah, you know, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm not used to praise. Um, so Caterpillar's Mushroom, uh, given my last, uh, uh, well, I guess Corey and my last experience here, uh, is, is mm -hmm. it, is it all right if, if we're all there? Uh, 
Yes. Okay. Yes. I guess if anyone was going to do something stupid, then maybe they would not be there. But if we weren't going to do something stupid, then... Given that I was introduced to whatever variant of centaur you're in, they have there, I just wanted to make sure that we were all on the same page and all all good. All good. I'm I'm generally good with not drinking urine, so I think I'll be fine. But it was delete. Okay, no need to get into the semantics of this. Mm. Um, I mean, you do you. I'm, you know. Don't do that, though. But just not when we're around. Anyway. I have a great idea. If you start to embarrass us, or in in any other way, impede our ability to get to the next objective of our quest, I'll send my little familiar Bill over to you, and he'll tap you on the nose or something. Or tap at you. Uh, Yeah, sounds great. Sounds great. Better than a code word. It's a little bit more discreet. I like it. Mm -hmm. As we go to the uh, the, the caterpillar's mushroom. Listen, I'm going to fill time until someone else speaks. I was waiting for Corey to jump in. Corey's not going to jump in. She is eyeing down my croissant and she's trying to murder it. Mm-hmm. Always. Oh, mm. I hate it. Uh, but what I was going to say is on the way there, Flox is going to be like kind of quiet, which is really off for her. But really thinking about how she should probably exercise more niceties towards uh, Bosley because it shouldn't. A grown man shouldn't break down crying every time he gets a, a compliment. And she's very upset that maybe. um Maybe he's gotten used to her not being the nicest to him. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was touching. Well, it was all internal, so it only touched me. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Blossom is kind of skipping ahead. (laughs) She's, you know, looking at the wildflowers along the way. She's not paying attention to that, but it's very nice. I am uh, hanging out in the back, waiting to see if I'm going to have to carry Bosley or not. Completely sober at this point in time, so I think we're good. Irving, from your part of the forest, do you have a lot of friends? I I shrug a little bit and then just low growl, just kind of flip the claws a little bit. Ah, yes. You've had several friends today. (laughs) Um, Same. Irving, same. So the five of you make it to the caterpillar's (laughs) mushroom. Once again, God. you are greeted by the uh, halfling doorman and his two half-orc guards. As you approach, the doorman looks at the five of you and goes, um, no. Nope. Uh, I think sorry. you're at the wrong place. No, we're, we're, we're definitely the right place. You might uh, remember myself and, and Corey from before Hemlock uh, had invited us here. No. Um, no, just, just no. You, no, you don't I don't, I don't him, recognize or? you. Do I? Does this look like the same security who was here before when we first came by? Yes. Okay, I will roll a. Hmm. But. <laughs> I guess a Butter. performance. <laughs> if you, <laughs> uh, just a performance to. Like, recall how 
we were here before and it was perfectly fine. And now we're just coming in with a couple more friends to meet up with Bobby and or meet up with a friend. I don't necessarily want to say Bobby right off the hop. I'm going to save that just in case. Okay, go ahead and roll. <clears throat> I rolled a that critical looks like a one. Pain, pain. <laughs> look. I rolled a critical one. Classic oh, <laughs> Yes. I do recognize you now. I yes. believe you were the human that got extremely drunk the last time you were here and I, made a spectacle okay. of yourself. So and I believe your friend came, carried you out. I, yes, I came yes. to apologize this, to this tall he, lady oh. next to you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Tell you what, I just wanted to make sure that you knew uh, I, I wasn't going to be in here. My friends are going to uh, can to to go oh, in. So you're I want staying you to out allow them. And yes, the, my my friends will will be able to um, contain themselves a bit better. Um, I'll turn to the group. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. This is what I was afraid of. Uh, it, it, are, are you going to be okay on your own? I'll I'll just hang out nearby. I can I can handle anything. <laughs> yeah, are we allowed to go in without Bosley? It it seems like uh, that is what's happening. As I walk past Bosley <laughs> and his groveling, I take back all of my personal growth that occurred <laughs> on the way here. Is it is it like a physical object that you just take back? Like or do you say something that is very like <laughs> like how does that uh, happen? No. <laughs> I just, I roll my, uh, Bosley. I, I, I take back my compliment. That's a and bit I walk more through the door. To. <laughs> the halfling nods and allows you to enter. <laughs> to the uh, rest I, of you going. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to kind of look at Bosley and just like give him a little pat on the back and then walk in. Um, and then as Corey and Irving walk by, uh, as Irving steps up, uh, the halfling drops down to one knee and basically holds out a fist for Irving to do a dap. And, uh, and I want to see if Irving responds. Oh, absolutely. I've got like a whole handshake that I do with that. Yeah. And then he's like, oh yeah, we got your stuff inside. Don't worry. You go right in there, Irving. And then he uh, stands up and looks at Bosley and goes, so I, I'm so sorry. I just can't have anybody loitering. Um, yeah, no, in I'm front of the uh, establishment. It's just bad for business. I'm, I'm just going to go for a little stroll. I'll, uh, uh, again, my, my sincere apologies from before. I did want to apologize. Uh, I was, it was, uh, inexcusable. My behavior there, there's, uh, I, I could, say plenty yeah i'm I'm, i'll go now bye and i start to walk away where do you go do you go back to the end of the last home or do you just kind of walk the uh walkways of tomorrow now i'm gonna walk through the walkways keeping an ear out seeing if i can hear anything about um you know about the organization about uh Bobby or any of the other chefs that we may be looking into. So as you're walking around um, on the walkways of Tamar Rennell, um, you're kind of lost in your thoughts and um, you're not 
paying attention to where you're going. You're just kind of going through the information that's presented to you over the last several days, you know, with uh, Bobby Fele, uh, you know, Pegasi, uh, Emerald Pegasi, and everything else that's been going on. Um, and as you're kind of walking along, you are struck uh, by another body, and uh, you hear a voice. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I must have not been paying attention. Uh, sorry, I, I was a bit lost in thought myself, my friend. Um, Bosley, and I'll hold out my hand for a handshake. Oh, yes, yes, I'm sorry. My name is Stryker. Oh, Stryker, uh, my sincere apologies. Uh, <laughs> let me let me, let me, me get out of your way, and I'll step oh. to the side and just kind of usher him past. No, no, um, I... I haven't seen you here before. Are you new to Tamar Rennell? Uh, yeah, fairly new. Been here uh, a day or two. Um, just coming in and visiting a friend, as it were. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm extremely embarrassed. I'm oh, usually very light on my for, feet my and very aware of my surroundings. And it's just been one of those days. I, I guess you could say I need a drink. Oh well. Uh, I could probably use a, uh, maybe not the stiffest, but a, a soft drink myself as well. Uh, would you care to join me? It, absolutely. I was just about to ask you the same thing. Maybe we could go and sit down at a wine bar and maybe get to know each other. That sounds absolutely wonderful. It's always nice to meet such wonderful, friendly new people. And so the two of you start walking off uh, to the east hand side and um, you walk into an establishment. Um, it is quite nice. Uh, the colors of green and red are predominantly used. There's a lot of soft cushion seats. There's a, a, a bar top. But in this bar, uh, you notice soon that the only thing that they offer is uh, elven wine. Um, it does look a little bit on the pricier side, uh, but you notice that uh, your new companion striker is doesn't seem daunted by this at all. He seems like he frequents this place. Um, and upon uh, kind of you know just looking at uh, this person, you can see that he is a wood elf. Um, you know, very athletic. Um, his clothing belies that he might be some kind of woodsman or maybe a ranger or something along that line. And he goes, uh, is there a specific vintage you're looking for? Uh, I, I, I must say I'm not that familiar uh, with these elven wines. Moreover, um, and I'll quickly glance at my coin purse just to gauge how much is in there. Realize I'm fairly oh, light. Oh. Just, so I, th I think, you know, also I've been trying to lean a little bit more towards the uh, sobriety. I had a very, very rough encounter with some uh, wonderfully lavender scented centaur urine. I, I have not been able if you know anything about that. Yeah. The, uh, uh, what? Don't. Yeah, I think water. Probably will be best. Please, it'll be my treat. I uh, I know the bartender. Um, look, you're my guest. Uh, and he motions to the bartender. Garcon, uh, let me get a, a bottle of Ravenswood, uh, vintage year of the dragon, uh, with two glasses, please. And the bartender starts to pour out um, a very extravagant bottle of wine. Uh, the liquid that comes out is a 
dark, rich purple. Uh, the uh, aroma immediately hits you. It's very fruity, uh, dark berries, uh, you know, hints of chocolate, uh, and it is very enticing. And he goes, please, um, just a glass or two. Uh, obviously, I don't want I, to affect your concerns with your sobriety, but it is something that I truly need after the day I've had. Um, well, I... <laughs> I, I feel bad um, accepting such a generous offer, yeah, but but if you insist, um, it will be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Thank you so much. And so the two of you cheers your glass, you start to drink wine, and you kind of participate in, in small talk, and you find out that, you know, he is uh, a local of Tamar Rennell. He currently works for, um, you know, a, a rich patron who's requiring him to procure specific things. And he's been having an extremely tough time. And uh, that's where we're kind of going to cut off this scene for now. And uh, we'll go ahead and head over to the rest of our adventurers who just recently entered the Caterpillar's Mushroom. So for the rest of you, uh, you enter a very familiar scene of uh, what would be considered kind of like a darkly lit, uh, almost like a glowing room, um, but glowing in the sense of the fungi that are uh, kind of a along the walls and from the tables and chairs that are the furniture of this establishment. Um, a uh, waiter immediately comes up and goes, oh, excellent. Your table is waiting for you if you'd like to follow me this way. He leads you towards the back of the room to many of the curtained private uh, booths that are available in this establishment. Um, and upon uh, revealing what is behind the curtain, you see Bobby Fele uh, sitting at a large uh, circular table. Uh, upon the table, there are uh, several flagons uh, of what look like various liquids. And then, of course, the uh, alchemical contraption um, that is set upon the table uh, with hoses that come out of it and a sweet smelling wafting smoke that comes off of the top where a charcoal lies on top of uh, this contraption. And he immediately motions you to join him at the table. Oh, God. okay, great. Uh, th that's our guy. Uh, yes, yes, that is true. I am your guy. Oh, sorry. I was just telling my friends because they had not met you previously. And so I was taking the time to say, this is the guy. I, that's fine. Uh, I have no problem with you calling me your guy. I'm quite comfortable with that. <laughs> that is not what I meant. Um, and I take a long draw from one of the... <laughs> what are they called? The... Um, like a like a like a mug, a wine glass, a flagon. Oh, no, from a hookah. The, the hookah. From the yeah, hookah. Yeah, hookah. The hookah. I take a long drag from the hookah. Um, th at first, you expect it to be. Are, are you? Is is that something you've commonly practiced in in smoking out of hookahs, or is this something new, a new experience for you? It's this would not be a new experience okay. for me. So yeah, you the familiar uh, pull of the uh, smoky air into your lungs uh, pleasantly uh, is not hot. And then as it exits, the flavors of fruit and molasses linger upon your tongue uh, and you exhale large, voluminous clouds of smoke uh, and you feel uh, your nerves uh, lessen a little bit. As I was saying... Um, 
it's so great that you're here with us, Bobby Faye. And it's just really nice to finally get a chance to meet you and have a chance to sit down and talk with you person to person without, you know, food being all around. No, um, absolutely. Especially after finding out about Diane, um, I'm glad to have met you and, and your friends. I'm so sorry. We haven't been introduced yet. My name is Bobby Fele. Oh yeah. I'm Blossom. I am Flox's manager. Uh, it's very nice to meet you. And I'm Corey. I'm the muscle. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Irving? <laughs> what? <laughs> you two have met? Irving, why I, I, Why are you in, in the form of this bear cub? Are you Wait. having fun? Uh, form. Irving! I just Wait. put my arms around my friends and I just squeeze them in like a big oh, bear, bear hug. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Snap out of it. Snap out of what? Oh. Maybe you... I'm sorry. That is not my place to say anything. So, as we were talking about flocks... What? What? Irving? Have you been fucking with us? (laughs) Irving Irving just looks down a little... uh, A little upset. Oh... Fox, did you hurt Irving's feelings? I hurt everybody's feelings. Well, that's not true. You haven't hurt mine. No. I don't think you've ever hurt mine, actually. Nor mine. Uh, my feelings haven't been hurt yet, either. I just oh, wanted to make sure I pointed out as well. Well, then, obviously, it's impossible for me to hurt anybody's feelings. So why <laughs> would you even ask me that question? Logically, it just seemed like Irving was a little... I don't know. I feel like... Backed up. Irving Maybe he might needs be... a suppository. No. A, a butter suppository? We, we do offer butter suppositories here at the Caterpillar's Mushroom. I mean, Irving, if just say the word and I could have them bring out some, is that what you need? Is this the Reddit lounge? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Irving, I just cocked my head to the side a little bit. And just, just really, yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay, so I, I'm so, I'm so fascinated by the fact that Irving would rather have a stick of butter put in his butt <laughs> than to go into his human form <laughs> around us. Maybe he likes butter in his butt. We can't judge. I'm not here to keep shame. I'm just saying. <laughs> Nobody's gonna understand I'm- this reference. <laughs> nope. Listen, <sighs> go to the internet and look up Reddit plus butter plus boyfriend plus bathroom and see what happens. 100%. <laughs> Moments later, a waiter opens a curtain to the booth and upon a intricately designed plate is a semi-hard stick of butter. No bread? Oh, um, 
This butter is not for eating. It's a... Face suppository? Um, I would have assumed... Are you not from the area? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so, I'm so sorry, but we were... <laughs> it was in jest. In jest. It was a joke. Um, we oh. would love to have bread, though. I, bread is good. I just reach over and with one of my claws just grab the butter. And Bobby looks over and goes, uh, in in times of uh, great magical arts and sometimes things go awry, butter suppository is uh, used to cure, I guess, what you would call a spell hangover. Um, it's a common tradition here. I just watch Irving. <laughs> Can I say that it would be very entertaining if the if Irving just took that butter under the table and then magically he became a man or whatever other form that he takes within minutes, like it just cures his ass and he's just <laughs> cures his ass. <laughs> cures his ass. Oh, yeah, well used words. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Irving, do what you're gonna do, my dude. Uh, so he, I notice everyone's looking at me, and and uh, you, you can't see it, but it looks like he might be blushing. So, uh, w- once again, just lower, lower down, just just my back end under the table, and then you just hear some grunting. Then I sit back down. I'll wait. <laughs> Several moments pass. The air is intense. You could cut it with a butter knife. (laughs) (laughs) And then... Uh, What is happening to our friend? Is this just something that uh, y'all do at the dinner table? Just... (laughs) Oh, well, typically this is a private affair. Um, Uh, Unless amongst friends, it's, you know... It's kind of oh. like, you know, going uh, to the hot tub together or, you know, an enema session. You know, sometimes you do it with your buds. And as you're focused on Bobby uh, and w- what he is saying, there is a loud clang on the table as the flagons and the hookah jostle a little bit. And upon a- averting your attention back to Irving, in front of you, you see a strange looking man. All right, so you see this, uh, you know, kind of shorter, uh, sandy brown, kind of a reddish tan skin wood elf sitting there in a loincloth. His hair is an absolute mess, uh, and his face and body are covered in dirt. Uh, and he just has this really wickedly devilish grin on his face. What did you do to Irving? Where where did you put him? You used to be cute, and now this. Wait. Um, uh, Bobby, I let me just say thank you, because I mean, I don't know how long. <laughs> I don't know how long I was in that shape. Man, these mushrooms. Oh, 
the trip I have been on. I I don't think I think I might have been in wild shape for like over a year. <gasps> it's, like, been it's been a while since I've seen you. I actually wondered what happened with you. I just figured you went off on an adventure. Well, I, I guess you did. Irving. Irving. Yeah. Irving. You've the got bear? to start writing down all of these things because your next book is going to be my year as a bear. Oh, that is that is good. Yeah. I should pop something and write that right now. Um, I have a great manager that I can connect you with. And I just look across the <laughs> yeah. table. Uh, well, currently my experience is in catering, but I could branch out to book deals. Yes, I, I'm I'm a multi talented yeah, athlete. You know, I could do that. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't quite remember everything. It's a bit. Uh, pardon the pun. Fuzzy. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. No, I just remember you guys were so good to me, and you know it's rare to find just good friends, especially when you're tripping on mushrooms. Agreed. Anyways, Bobby Faye, <laughs> we came here to talk about Diane. Yes. Ah. Uh, yes. So, like we had discussed. I have a horrible feeling that uh, Guy Ferry is the one behind the murder of Diane. Um, from what you've described, he definitely is an extremely jealous man. And uh, he was jealous of Diane's and I's relationship. And uh, he tried to take her for himself, and she refused. And that's when everything got very um, dark. And then she disappeared, and I had no idea what happened. I thought she just decided to go live her life and, you know, roam free like the tabaxi that she is. And I was okay with that. You know, I understood that our love was so hot and passionate that it could only last for so long, like the melted wax of a candle. But I I am honored for the time that I had with her. But with that being said, if you want to get to Guy Ferry, you must go through uh, one of his men, the Uh, next of his dark henchmen, Wolfgang Puck. No, that's it. (laughs) Just Wolfgang Puck. Yes, no. His name is so fantasy enough that I didn't have to change it to make it sound fantasy. (laughs) Fantasy is fucking Wolfgang Puck. Yes. Is, is, are you fucking kidding me? I am not. Wolfgang is a drow. He's quite the rogue and he's a presenter. And I have the best way for you to get close to him. He is actually participating in this year's Feywild Cooking Championship. Baking and cooking. Yes. Got it. It starts tomorrow. No. And, uh, of course, I was last year's champion, and uh, I was going to participate again because there's nothing better than putting it to Wolfgang every single year. But I think that maybe this year I'll have somebody substitute in my place a specific tabaxi that's gotten everybody's attention lately. Oh my god. Who is it? 
It's me. Oh, right, right. Irving. <laughs> Irving. Fuzzy. Those wild shape uh, mushrooms can do a number on you. Okay. Ooh. So, it's tomorrow. Yes, yes. So I will talk to the registrar and uh, let him know that uh, Creeping Flocks of Summer will be taking my place this year. Unfortunately, I have a very important uh, matter to attend to. And... Um, yeah, I'll just make sure that you know where to go, and uh, that'll give you the ability to get close enough to him. When you say close enough, does do you mean like, I mean, do you have any reason to believe that he might want to turn against Guy Fairy? Unfortunately, no. Um, Ooh, we're just going to murder him then. Yeah, well, there's... Uh, oh, don't worry. This booth is completely private. Um, there's no way anybody will hear us. Um, Murder. Okay. <laughs> yes, Corey. Well, you have two options. You can either murder him. Okay. And that is acceptable because he is okay. kind of a douche. Or... I know good force. You could beat him at his own game. There is nothing worse than sticking it to him like butter by beating him at the Fey Wild cook-off. And then we murder him. I think we, yeah, went two to one there. Yeah, yeah, two birds, one stone. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think if you say it three times, it actually counts as premeditated at that point. What does that mean? I don't think Corey's ever done meditation. It's okay. Hmm. Yeah. I She's just not feel the type. like no. an eye for an eye. You know what I'm saying? We're going to take out his eye? Oh, we could. I look Ooh, at everyone's you eyes. You know, we should really be gathering, like, parts of these people to remember. <gasps> oh. Okay. That's well, a choice. I am so glad that I have decided to <laughs> join on your side of <laughs> events that are currently happening. I am uh, kind of Bobby. prone to enjoy no. all of my parts, so. You're totally cool, man. You haven't done anything against us. Um, yeah. The rest of these guys have been extremely mean and um, not helpful. Yes, uh, unfortunately, <clears throat> Guy is quite the devious fairy, and uh, <laughs> if you're not with him, you're against him, so unfortunately, I have been going along so that I wouldn't be subjected to his evils. I understand now that that's wrong, and I should have stood up, uh, especially with all the vile things that he's done, but now I can do so through the four of you and the other guy that's with you and um, help no, you. it's the four. Okay, no, yeah, I, I figured as much. <laughs> and now I can help all wow. of you, so... This is what you need to do. There is a uh, area in Tamar Ronell. Um, it is called Great Bretagne. It is a field where the championship is taking place. Um, I will ensure that they are expecting you. And uh, for you, flocks, you will more than likely be uh, the centerpiece of your team. You will be at the competition coming up with the recipe and cooking for the the cook-off. But the rest of your companions, they will actually need to go 
and hunt and gather the items that you need to be able to actually complete the competition. That's how we do it here in the Feywild. That sounds amazing. It sounds exciting. We need to write this down. We could take this back to another uh, like place, not the Feywild, and like do it ourselves. Oh. You know, oh, branch out, start branch start our own network. Maybe the sea. Maybe yeah. Maybe you weren't oh. meant to be like a pirate on ships and stuff, oh. but like maybe you were meant to take over like all forms of like media, oh. culinary arts. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a captain. Television production. A captain of the culinary arts. Yeah. I could get behind that. <laughs> and then I wouldn't have to learn how to swim. Yeah. Wait, you don't know how to swim? <laughs> Was that addressed already? <laughs> I don't remember. It might have been mentioned at the very beginning. Um, no, Blossom grew up inland. There were no seas. It's <laughs> good to know. She has, she has know. no idea how to swim. It's on her uh, list of things to learn. <laughs> okay, unless you have any other questions, I think all of you should get a good night's rest. Prepare for tomorrow. Yeah, thanks again, yeah. Bobby Fele. You, you are awesome, and I totally understand why Diane was in love with you. And uh, look, here is um, here is a magical device for you to get in contact with me just in case, Flocks. We call these Rocky Talkies. And all you have to do is talk into this rock and you'll be able to have conversations with me. Wow. A rocky talkie. Wait a minute. Is that always on? So like, can you just hear no, us? No, no. You, you activate it by holding it and thinking of me. Ah, oh, gotcha. All right. Yes. That's way cooler. Yes. Thanks again, Bobby Fele. Um, I'll rocky talkie to you soon. <laughs> You have a good night, Flox. We'll be seeing each other soon, again. And for the rest of you, you have a great time tomorrow. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. Well, what I'll be doing, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, we should probably address what your skills are. <laughs> what you good at? Oh, oh, you know, I don't... I don't know if I'm really going to be too much help. Um, just a simple wood elf, Feywild druid, really exceptionally good at herbalism and nature. I don't see that coming into play at all in this upcoming competition. Not, not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that really that was good for us. We actually really looked out on you, so that that sounds great. We could use someone with talent. Rude. Wasn't there like a, a guy cries a lot around? Yeah. I, I yeah, was, I've tried so, so many sad. recipes to use those tears and nothing yeah, works. Was, They're all just sour. Probably good he wasn't here for this conversation anyway. Talk of Diane. As we leave the establishment, I want to ask the uh, doorman, like, uh, the guy, which way did he go? I don't know. I was definitely not paying attention to him at all. Oh. I assume he went back right. to the inn that you're all staying at. Uh, sure. Okay, Yeah, bye. that makes sense. He would know not to wander off, right? You would hope. Like, we, we told him not to wander mm. off, didn't we? 
You know, we now tell them not to wander off. You said that okay. out loud. <laughs> I, I thought feel it. like did I say the it out exact loud? Thing. I thought. And with that, we <laughs> cut back to Bosley. Five glasses of wine in. So, as you can see, I need to procure these recipes. My boss, he is looking for them for his restaurant. Um, There is somebody here locally. I'm supposed to get them, and I just haven't had any luck. Um, (sighs) Ronaldo is going to kill me. Ronaldo? Your boss? Uh, yes, uh, my my boss's name is Ronaldo. He's a procurer of fine things, and uh, he uh, is looking for these recipes. Oh, does um does Ronaldo spend uh, all of his time in the in the Feywild? Um, no, I, he's he's known to travel um, both well many planes. I would assume. Um, He's extremely rich and uh, powerful and influential. And, um, you know, from what I understand, he's currently in the prime material. And uh, he has sent me here to uh, procure these recipes. Um, All I have to go on is that uh, a tabaxi woman uh, has these recipes. And I don't know. Uh, there are so many tabaxi here. There's an entire restaurant of them, and it's going to take me some time. Um, do you know of any tabaxis in the area? Rolling a d20. High yes, low no. Uh, I rolled an eight. So that's a no. That is a no. Uh, Oh, okay. um, I mean, I I, (laughs) I was lucky enough, thanks to a friend, to to go into Tabaxi the other day. Um, Great spot, but really, like, interacting with them? No, no. No, I don't really know. Roll deception. Deception. Copy. 18 plus 3 is 21. I'm so, if you get away with this, I'm going to be so sad that Flux will never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, that is unfortunate. Um, you seemed interested in Ronaldo. Do do you know him? I, uh, I may have interacted with him once before. He uh, he, he kind of helped me out uh, getting some getting some wa- well, not wine, but uh, some alcohol that was needed for a mission. A while back. What, that is that is crazy. What a small astral plane, they say. Mm. Uh, it's crazy that the two of us know Ronaldo, um, especially since you're not from around here. And, yeah. And for us to just meet like this, literally bumping into each other, um, I, I, it's kismet. Almost seems like it couldn't have been uh, planned or staged at all. No. No, not even a little. Um, well, uh, hmm. I Especially. guess I must go home. Um, unless you wanted to continue I, spending the night together. Oh. Um, 
I feel that, you know, in the interest of sharing, which we've been doing, I'm actually in the Feywild, not just visiting a friend, but um, hunting for the uh, murderer of of my wife. Oh my god. I am so sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry if I I sent the wrong impression. Uh, That was not my intention. Um, What? Wrong impression? Cough. Cough. Uh, Washroom. I'll be back in a minute. Just need to collect myself. Cough. Cough. Uh, And I'll get up and walk towards the washroom. Yeah. Of course. Of course. As I go in there, I'm going to reflect back on all this. I'm going to roll an insight and just kind of gauge whether or not I feel like this is Ronaldo trying to call in his favor or not, or if it's just somebody who knows Ronaldo and maybe it is a random occurrence. Okay. Okay. 17 plus 623. You feel like this person who you just met, um, who has brought you out to have drinks, um, is more friendly than the average stranger that you have met in the past. Um, Whether or not that translates into some kind of devious ploy to get close to you upon Ronaldo's behest, you do not know. But at the same time, you feel like this person is not maybe... everything he seems to be, or maybe he's holding information back, or maybe he's being a little bit more friendly than he normally would. Something does not feel right. Okay. I'm going to go wash my hands, splash my face a little bit, breathe in and try and collect myself as best I can after five glasses of wine and just say that, you know, uh, try and find a way to wrap up the night as non-confrontationally as possible. So I'll walk out of the washroom. Okay. Uh, Striker, I I have to say thank you so much. But again, I, like I said before, I don't want to uh, I don't want to uh, overstay any welcomes or or feel like I'm taking advantage of any niceties. So thank you so much for the evening. I wish you the best of luck. Um, I, I just I need to get back to my place and <laughs> sleep it off, as they say. I think is best. Uh, of course, of course. I hope I didn't scare you off with my comment about spending the night. It's just oh, a no. saying we have here about drinking through the night. I it's, did not mean to. I scare you. This I I make no assumptions on anyone. I try and. Uh, act in good faith as I hope that uh, those around me do as well. So, no, trust me, I, I, I understand you are, a, you are a kind, wonderful person. I appreciate the, the kindness you've extended, but uh, again, I, I just feel I must uh, rest this off. Again, uh, long, long few days ahead of me as I try and find my wife's killer. So, uh, it, speaking of bringing the mood down, I, thank you again. Hopefully, let's touch base soon. Right. Yes, let's yeah. let's hug it out. 
Uh, th- I, no, please feel free to stay. Uh, I'll wave to the waiter. Thank you so much. Striker, <laughs> thank you again. Slowly backing towards the door, and I start to make my way. Roll constitution. Okay. <clears throat> 14 plus 115 total. Okay. <clears throat> you definitely feel um, inebriated. Uh, you've had numerous glasses of wine. Um, the the wine was incredibly sweet, intoxicating, one would say. Mm. Um, not to the point where you do not have your bearings about you. Uh, and you make it uh, steadily towards back the inn um, as you are becoming more and more familiar with your surroundings um, over the last several days of being here in Tamar Renell. Um, several things are flying through your head. Once again, everything that you've learned about, you know, this food network uh, of evil henchmen that uh, possibly murdered your fiance, uh, the chance encounter uh, with this gentleman striker who uh, is an employee of a person who you met back at home uh, who paid for your flagons of rot gut for you to go on this crazy adventure. Um, and then the mention of these recipes uh, that he is looking for for Ronaldo, uh, which can only be uh, Flock's tabaxi and Diane's recipes, you start to realize uh, that they are after. And before you know it, uh, you are on the steps that steadily lead up to the round wooden doors of the end of the last home. Um, it is quite late. Um, you have no idea where the rest of your companions are. You steadily walk towards your room and uh, you feel like you are about to pass out. Could I make a stop at the bar and ask for a flagon of water to just kind of collect myself before I head to bed? Absolutely. Otik is there, as always, uh, steadily cleaning mugs with his rag and uh, takes one look at you. And without even a word, he presents a flagon of water for you and claps you on the back. Otik, thank you. This uh, I didn't. I don't know how I get myself roped into these things. Um, You're good. You're a good man, Otik. You too, Bosley. Get some rest. Thank you. Uh, have, have you seen my companions at all? Um, uh, yes, they all came in a little while ago, and I'm pretty sure they are uh, in their rooms. Oh, shoot. If they're asleep, then I don't want to wake them up. All right, I'll, I'll chat with them in the morning. Th- thank you again, Otik. I'll finish my water. You have a good night. Um, cheers. And I'll make my way to my bed. All right. Corey, I want you to roll a perception for me. I can do that. Now, this is from uh, uh, a sleep state. So I'm just going to say you have disadvantage and you're going to give me two rolls and give me the lesser of the two. Okay. First one was an 18. Second one is a 14. Okay. You're having some odd dreams. Um, Your body is tossing in your bed and within your mind, you are reliving the fateful encounter of the demise of your mother 
and as a child or a baby um, being rescued by your adoptive parents. But you are not the baby. You are a onlooker on this scene. And there are these murderous crabs all over the place. And as you watch them tear your mother apart, you try to jump in as yourself currently to save your mother from the death of Claus. And as you struggle, as you are unable to save your mother, um, tears start welling in your eyes and you feel these claws start to pinch around your neck. And you wake up with a start. There is a weight upon your chest and a blade upon your neck. And on top of you is a dark figure, a tabaxi figure. And she says, how dare you embarrass me? You will die. And she starts to press this blade up against your neck. Blood is trickling down. What do you do? Uh, I am going to go into a rage and physically try to fight her off. Basically, I want to like manhandle her off of me okay. and onto the floor. So we'll use the grappling contested rules. So it'll be your, uh, is it athletics? Is that what it is? Yeah. Like athletics or acrobatics. I only know Mike Lane's grappling, which is it doesn't happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's yeah, go you can ahead use and do, athletics. Yeah, so your athletics versus your opponents, and the opponent has a choice of athletics or acrobatics. Okay, so I'm just rolling an athletics. Yep. Um, okay, so there's no bonus for that for rage. Oh, it's okay. I'm really, really good at it. Uh, sixteen plus six is twenty-one. Okay, let me roll. So what is it that you do um, to this person? Um, I think that I would use all of my weight, like get a leg up underneath and then push us both off to off the bed so that I'm on top of them. Okay. So uh, with just enraged strength you hurdle yourself and with almost kind of like a um twisted uh spin you place yourself upon the uh agile but frail body of this tabaxi attacker um, there is very low light in the room coming from a melted candle off to one side. It glints off of the silver of the dagger still in the hands of this assailant and also off of your axe, which is off on the other side of the bed. What would you like to do? Um, at this point, I would like to, I guess the best course of action is going to be to uh, wrestle the knife from her, like get it out of her hand, knock it out. I also want to comment that you have enacted your rage ability, which I feel like would influence your actions. So do you think your character in a rage would try to wrestle the weapon out of this person's hand or would you just start maybe just beating on them? Actually, it's probably the latter. It would be more just turn into a violent rage because non-thought and stuff. So I would like to... 
I guess after I pushed them off the bed and we tangled up on the floor, can I get my hands around their head and slam it into the ground? <sighs> yes, you absolutely <laughs> can. Um, so once again, you're going to roll a, um, I would just say like a strength or athletics, same grappling mechanic. Okay, so I'm going to go with, can I go with the strength? Because I get a plus two if I do strength. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Uh, 18 plus two is 20 plus six is 26. So just with pure muscle rippling adrenaline rage, you take uh, this woman's head into your hands and you just, is it on the floor or on the bed? Uh, I'm going to say we rolled off onto the floor. Okay. And then you're just going to slam her head onto the ground. Yep. So you without even really thinking because you're not in a thinking state right now you just woke up blade pressed you felt this blade uh pierce your uh skin uh you do have a little bit of blood pouring but nothing it's a, more like a flesh wound and you just slam this person's head into the ground with more strength than you meant or realize and the body goes limp and is on the ground uh, or the floor of your room. Uh, there is blood flowing in a pooling uh, circular pattern out from underneath uh, the head, and uh, you are alone in your room. Um, I would like to uh, obviously get out of my rage. Um, can I do that? I would assume What's you have the ability to snap out of it i I'm, I, I don't recall the mechanics i don't think it lasts for a specific amount of time maybe it does it might last for like a minute or something like that like 10 rounds yeah it says it, it lasts for a minute but it ends early if you're knocked unconscious or your turn ends and you haven't attacked a hostile creature since your last turn so it would it okay. would end after it went so several seconds go by as you feel this just blood pumping rage coursing through your veins but since the body is limp and currently not attacking you, uh, you start to breathe more steadily. Your vision goes away from the, the red blur uh, that it goes into when you're in this state and you snap out of your rage. And uh, in front of you is the waitress from the tabaxi restaurant uh, that you had an encounter with. Uh, and she is currently just lying on the ground uh, with a pool of blood steadily growing around her. So I stare down at her for a few minutes and then decide that I need to go get my friends. So I just quietly walk out of my room and close the door behind me very gently and then go knock on the doors of Blocks and uh, Blossom. The two of you are awoken with a calm rap on your door. There is knocking. What would you like to do? I'll kind of roll out of bed and go up to the door and just be like, who is it? Uh, uh, I forgot my name. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> She's still in a rage. <laughs> um, it, it's Corey, and uh, I need you oh, to uh, come to my room right uh, right now for a, a brief meeting. 
Maybe. <laughs> okay. I'll yawn and open the door. Meeting time, sure. What's up? Uh, we're we're just gonna get uh we're gonna get flocks real quick too. Cool. Cool. Meeting. Hello, everyone. Oh, wow, you're a chipper. All right. Uh, so we're gonna go in this room, but I need y'all to stay calm and don't be real loud because we don't want to draw any attention uh, to okay. us. And I open the door and let them in and close it behind us. So And then just kind of... Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I just kind of present the body, like, look at my trophy. So- Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let let me set the scene a little bit for you. So as Corey brings you into her room, the first thing you notice that there is a little bit of blood um, trickling down her neck um, that is starting to stain the tunic that she is currently wearing. Um, She is covered in a sheen of sweat as well, um, as if she has been doing some kind of exercise or workout. As she opens her room and with a flourish presents to you what is in the room. You see a tabaxi woman, uh, seemingly unconscious on the floor of her room. There is probably about a three to four foot wide diameter of blood pooling out, uh, from her head, upper body area. Um, she does have a dagger limply kind of falling out of the loosened fingers of, uh, her hand um, and uh, uh, Corey's expression. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it, I don't feel like there is remorse in your expression. No, it's more of a oops. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> like this happened and it had to happen, but not really what was intended. Oh, fuck. Well, okay, now, look, I I know uh, that I was a bit of an asshole um, earlier uh, at the restaurant, but uh, right? coming to my room and trying to, to stab me for no purpose uh, is a little much. So, naturally, uh. I got a little crazy and... I think I, I mean, killed her, and I, I okay. know that I talk okay. about the so, murder a lot, but, uh... Yeah. So, th- so this I was attend. a self-defense, not a murder. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. self-defense. I, just, I think it's clear to, uh, good to clear that up. I mean, I don't judge you if you do the murder. Like, that's totally fine by me. But, well, like, I, I just think we should put the right definition on this. Yeah, I only want to murder people who deserve it. This... I mean, she did try. She told me. She told me I was going to die. So technically, she oh. deserved it. But it was not. I did not this premeditate. Is, is that the word that Irving used? I did not yeah, do that. You're for not this. A, a meditator. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. This was pure uh, reaction instinct. Self defense. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fine. We don't judge. Um. I, I like how Blossom's a lawyer now. <laughs> I just want to make sure Blossom. we use the right term. 
Self-defense. A halfling of many talents. <laughs> and simultaneously very little talent. So. Hey, Fred, was Irving staying in somebody's I'll, room? I'll let you make that decision. I, well, I, I guess at this point we would have to have that conversation because now that you're a wood elf, I don't know if you would be sleeping on like the foot of the bed of either Blossom or <laughs> Phlox. Uh, well, he's an elf, so he just, you know, meditates in a corner. I was going to say, he, cool. could, he could just have been staying in the corner of my room. <laughs> okay. Unknown <laughs> to It was rather comical. Irving is still, without Corey taking any notice <laughs> up until this point, Irving is in a trance, sitting... <laughs> cross-legged in the corner hands in his lap his eyes are uh, his pupils are like up underneath his eyelids so his eyes are open and you can't see his pupils and he's just uh there but not aware um so why okay Oh, sorry. Did you have an actual plan? I was just going to ask why this tabaxi tried to murder you. Uh, so this is definitely that waitress uh, that I treated very poorly in an effort to try to get Bobby Fele to come out and talk to us, even though it turned out that Flox had a better uh, idea for that purpose. And I mm-hmm. never got the chance to properly apologize to her because by the time that came around she's already real angry and then she'd actually really made me angry in real life so mm-hmm. uh i guess i i went too far and then so now she retaliated by going too far and now she did well i think i think she's dead can uh, i check <laughs> body? yeah you could roll uh oh, medicine <laughs> I don't think that much blood being outside of your body leads you to believe that you're alive. I'm going to try. I got a zero, but I'm going to try. Okay, so a 12. Let's see. Um, You can't tell. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, you're not uh, trained in medicine, I don't believe. Hopefully, that's not an assumption. No. Okay. Uh Uh-uh. I am not. um, You kind of are like pushing the body you're kind of like pulling on it um but there is no movement or sign that uh this person is still alive does she have any loot on her there is a dagger um there is a belt pouch um she is wearing a extremely nice pair of boots uh they're called fugs (laughs) Jesus. Fay Uggs. Do we see the inventory happening? Like, it, she like does a real quick pulse. No, no, no pulse, and then goes on. Yes, or? that's exactly what she did. I, I wasn't involved in that. She literally said, "Is she alive?" And then goes, "What has she got?" Uh, Corey, Corey. You cannot take anything off of this person's body. I'm looking for proper identification. That's all. Not, we gotta take this person to the woods, man. Oh, yeah. how are we gonna? Did somebody say what? the woods? Oh. What's happening? Uh, Guys, did you want to go to the woods? Irving. I would love to go to the woods uh, right now. Irving. Is this a bear thing? 
you know the woods. What? He's a wood elf. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. It's like. Oh, do you got enemy. like a, a body dump out there? Whoa! Whoa! What happened here? You were here. What do you mean? What happened here? What do you mean I was here? No, no, I was. This was a self defense, Irving. Listen, okay. Whoa, that was a self defense, Irving. There's another one, guys. We have to be serious, okay? It's going to be daybreak soon, and we have to get to Great Britain. Okay, okay. So, like, we don't have time to be messing around with bodies of disgruntled workers who are rightfully gruntled, actually. Nope, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, except for trying to kill me, because that's too far. But does the dagger look anything like the one that that killed Diane? I'm going to say yes. It is <gasps> a Chris. Oh, Irving, it's so great because you're from the Feywild and you actually know things. Is this like a common dagger here? The the crisscross? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Oh. Okay. Could you roll a history or something? <laughs> Maybe think about uh, it or look You know, at all right, it. let me let me think about it. I don't know. This everything's fuzzy, remember? There's a knock on the door. Okay, okay. Okay. Hey, you guys go get that. I'll start thinking. I- Go over to the door and I. Not you, you're covered in blood and sweat. (laughs) I can handle this. I got this. Okay, okay. I'm good at this sort of thing. You're small. (laughs) No, they'll look right over you. (laughs) Also, what do I roll for this? Uh, I'm sorry, what was that, Mike? What do I what do I roll to know if if that Chris is a common I would implement? Say a, a, is that like a insight or something? Yeah, it would have to be a knowledge roll. Yeah. Oh, history right above it. Ha ha. That would be an eight. You are not familiar with uh, weapons overly much. Um, you do notice that this dagger is a very unique wavy pattern. Um, it's made of some type of black wrought iron metal. Um, and, um, it looks, uh, rather devious. It definitely does not look like a standard dagger or long knife that, you know, woodsmen would carry. Um, so I'm going to walk over to the door, but not open it and just say, uh, I'm pooping. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why that got me so much. I mean, that's our standard because answer. But all, all I could think of is like fantasy settings have outhouses. <laughs> You don't have a bathroom in your room. (laughs) That's fine. There's no chamber pot? Um, Chamber pots are for number one, not for number two. Have uh, you been dropping twos in the chamber pots? He was a bear. That's why you always tip the staff. I'm just saying. I'm looking for Corey. Uh, I mean, this is my room, but I... I'm still pooping. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you think that's going to stop? Is this the outhouse? 
I am so confused. Uh, Are you just pooping on the floor? N- nope. I um I I took the bed sheets and I made a little nest so that <laughs> should have let me answer the door. Give me a sec. <laughs> I took the bed sheets and I made a little nest uh, so that I could easily transport it outside. And uh, I will pay for new bed sheets because I could not hold it. It's real bad. Um, I guess this was a bad time for me to stop by. It's Organa from the restaurant we met last night. I thought I would surprise you with some breakfast and now I'm I'm just gonna leave it at the door and I will see you later bye bye I I go back to the body and I kick it (laughs) damn you God, I had to be pooping. Why? <laughs> I could have answered the door. Oh. <sighs> we gotta get this bitch out of here. Um, maybe, oh. maybe, maybe you can tell her it's like a joke where we come from. That you just I, pretend I feel, you're pooping and it's not like a real... I real double uh, down with the uh, sheet situation. Yeah, I don't think she's committed. gonna think it's a joke. You committed um, yeah. real hard. I should have asked who it was first before I answered. I, um... Okay. I think we've learned two important Ooh. lessons. Don't poop. We are nice to wait, staff. Number oh, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's a good start. <laughs> I mean, start. I guess. <laughs> and number two, we ask who it is first. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> Stacy. <laughs> Those are real rules to live by. I want everybody to roll a perception for me. <laughs> well, I picked a yep. hell of a time to come back. <laughs> oh, man, you missed a hero. doozy. Oh, no. I got a nat 20. <laughs> Tw- 21 for me. Six. <laughs> 14. So for everybody um, that rolled over, so Flox uh, and Corey... Um, you start hearing the sound of breathing, but it isn't coming from the four of you. And as the two of you kind of lock eyes and then look down, the body on the ground takes a huge gasp of air and just flings up in a sitting position and blood is just flying all over the room. And she starts to take another deep breath and looks like she's about to scream. And that is where we're going to call this episode. No! Fred's gone. Feywild. I'm about to double murder her. <laughs> oh my gosh. So <laughs> yes. Wait, oh, wait. Oh, no. so she's, she's going to be murder number two. Huh? I was going to say, I said you. I made a nest out of the, the, uh, the blankets, so we can just chop the body up, put it in the freaking blankets. And it looks like there's you gave no it body out. anymore. <laughs> oh no, there's gonna be. I'm gonna knock that bitch back out. She's not yelling. 
Uh, I'm going to take this moment to remind you, Druid Medicine. I was waiting for you to roll a medicine roll to see if she was alive, because she was. Just Corey couldn't tell. Because <laughs> Corey That's dumb. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys ever seen um, this really old movie. It's called Very Bad Things. Are you guys familiar with this? No. It's got Christian Slater and mm-hmm. a couple of like uh, a Jeremy Piven and a couple of small name actors. And it's a bunch of guys that it's very similar, to, like the hangover, but it's darker. And a bunch of guys go to Vegas for um, oh, like yes. a, a bachelor party. But unfortunately, like the stripper that they had is accidentally killed by one of like the five friends. And it's the story of them, like trying to figure out how to hide the body and then not tell anybody. And then going back home to their families with this like dark secret. And I feel like right now it's, it's right there. <laughs> like Hopefully we're able to pull ourselves out of this one guys. Oh my uh, gosh. I have a cooking competition to beat to today. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll dump the body. On the way. <laughs> we, <laughs> oh my god. The nest. The nest <laughs> fucking killed me. I was dead. That's that's a thing. Oh my god. You make a nest of bed sheets and then you poop in it. Oh my god. Guys, at GeeklyCon 2021, oh no. I am gonna get us little door hangers that say I'm pooping. Yeah. Yes. Please do. <laughs> Ooh, that's some merch. Just the little yeah. whole thing oh. to hang on your door. Sorry, I'm, I'm pooping. pooping. Come back later. That's awesome. Oh, uh, I'm pooping. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that was uh, so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely was. Oh. Oh, my sides hurt. My butt hurts. Everything about this episode hurt me, and I hope it hurt you, too. (laughs) Thank you so much to our guest DM, Fred, for taking us on this wild culinary and murderous journey. It's so much fun. Um, Fred, where can the listeners find you if they want to hear more of your antics? Yeah, um, you can find me on the Twitterverse at I Think I'm Fred. And if someone wants to get a good lawyer or a culinary manager or a publishing rep, where could they find you, Steph? Well, you could find me at Starlit Firefly. And if you want to go into the woods and find the most prime of mushrooms, uh, you can do that with Mike. But Mike, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at OneGamingLane. And this is so great, but Hiroshi... Where can people find you if they want to go and have five wines? Five wines. Oh, they can look me up at maybe Hiroshi. And Stacy, of course, if someone is interested in making a murder poop nest, where are they going to go to find their partner? I don't think I want to tell them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can find me at definitely (laughs) Stacy. Oh, no. And you can find me in my hurting sides at Typical Veronica, or you can follow the podcast at St. Paxton Podcast. Bye. Friends gone wild.